Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Adam Cleary and Simon Gallagher from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts. But gents, we are gathered here today to discuss Newcastle's <laughs> biggest transfer fails. And yeah. of course, the catalyst for this, I'm not sure if you know, but Michael Owen's got a book out. First, first I've heard of this. Uh, yes, and he has not many nice things to say about Newcastle. He That's said he a shame. Didn't know the Newcastle fans are flipping thing. Yep. Uh, he felt, said he felt underappreciated, said it was the biggest mistake of his career coming to Newcastle, I think. Not a bad mistake earning whatever it was, 120 grand a week. All I will say is that Michael Owen, by his own admission, does not like watching films. He doesn't has like seen watch- Has seen yeah, seven, seen seven films him, yeah. in his entire life. And I would say that perhaps if he'd watched more films, he would be better at making up stories. Now, uh, he and Alan Shearer went at it on Twitter a few days ago as a result of all this. Um, Life's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Like, in the olden days, Alan Shearer just knacked people on the football pitch, and Aye. now he's in a Twitter beef with yeah. Michael, Michael. It's Lowe. weird, isn't it? Now, uh, as Gary Lineker rubs his hands and says he's <laughs> sitting on the fence. As an outsider, as a neutral, I was a huge fan of Michael Owens growing up. Uh, obviously, just mainly Why? as an England fan. Like well even, done, he's 13. Even when, even when he was a good... This is the thing, right? Even when he was a good player, he was really boring. Like, in, in an age where you could have, like, like proper Ronaldo or Rivaldo or Figo or, like, Totti or Del Piero, why did anybody like Michael Owen? That goal against Argentina in 1998. People like... The, the thing is... The mashed thing potatoes is, and waffles, the thing is, Right, that goal against Argentina is one of the greatest goals ever scored in the World Cup. It's probably, arguably, the best goal in England nationals ever scored at a major tournament. And yet, and yet his best. celebration is literally the most boring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> compare, compare and contrast the actual greatest goal scored in England is Gaza. Yeah, exactly. And then look at the yes. celebration there. Um, so just talk me through, because he has got to be right near the top for one of the biggest transfer He's, cat- he's categorically the worst transfer Newcastle United ever made. It came from an era where Freddie Shepard was running the club and he was obsessed with Newcastle being this huge statement footballing powerhouse, bringing in like, wanted Hugo Viana because he was the most exciting young player in the world, apparently. Wanted Jermaine Jennings because he was the next Patrick Vieira. Wanted Titus Bramble because he was the next Sol Campbell. Like, he went out and bought all these players. Kieran Dyer was the future of the England national team. He went out and bought all these players that were big 
statements. And after Robson left, they went out and they got like Scott Parker, who they thought was this like inspirational figurehead. They went and got Emery, they thought was exciting. They got Alba Luque, because he basically told Madrid a new one in one game that previous season. And then they went and got Michael Owen because they wanted him to be like this banner sign. There's a, there's a talisman, yeah. There's a word across Europe which is literally an airport signing, which is like when a massive player goes to like a, a Turkish side or like a, a club that it's like not got that kind of standing. People flock to the airport to see them. It's like what we like Darius for sale. Yeah, that like, time. like an airport signing. They yes. wanted Michael Owen to be that, and like twenty thousand people turned up for his unveiling. So that's they got precisely what they wanted out of it. But the problem with it was that he never wanted to really come to Newcastle. He wanted to go to Liverpool, which, as we learned from the little excerpts he released, Liverpool didn't want to sign him, which I'm sure is not why he was remotely sought at all. But he never wanted to be here, and he played like he never wanted to be here. And up until they bought Miguel Almiron in January, just gone, he was the most expensive player wow. in the club's history. What it's you, insane. What do you remember of uh, Michael Owen at Newcastle? I actually went to his unveiling and I thought that was great and I, I got totally swept up in it. And I thought, Everybody did? Yeah. We, uh, I, was on gonna a, be I was on a camping trip at the time and we literally ventured about, two, uh, we did a two hour walk into the town centre to get the paper. Because that's, that's how long ago it was. Like, we didn't have like internet on my phones and stuff. We did a two hour walk into the town centre because we'd heard we might be signing him. And there's people on the campsite saying that, oh, Newcastle have bought Michael Owen. So we walked yeah. two hours into the town centre to pick up a newspaper to see if, if it happened. And on the front cover, well, the back, sorry, the back page rather, was Michael Owen in a Newcastle shirt. And we couldn't believe it. It was, it was fairly unbelievable. Like, Luque was around about the same time. And it was mm-hmm. these two world, supposedly world, world class. This is what we were taught when, mm-hmm. they, were, when they were signed. And I d- honestly, can't remember a single game other than the West Ham game where he's got a hat trick, where he did anything. I was going to say I, I, I genuinely but can't remember a single thing he did in, in, the, in, the, in shirt. the interests of fairness. His first goal against Man City where won one nil. Yeah, he, he looked really lively then. Got a good goal. The derby where he scored twice. Some he nearly it was a penalty and a header, and he somehow nearly managed to miss them both. But he was like he looked a cut above everybody else yes. then. Remember one game I can't remember who it was against where he uh, he got one pretty much out of nothing he'd made himself. But other than that. It was 30 goals in four years, man. Was it? 30 goals in four seasons. He, he actually looked his best, like strangely, when he dropped to number 10 because we needed somebody to play. And he Weirdly, looked pretty good. Yeah, like, that's another point that's worth mentioning. When Keegan came in, he put Martins and Viduka up front and dropped Owen off the pair of them. He looked like he looked like a player reinvented. We thought that might be the start of something for him, but no, it wasn't. No. Oh, he got injured again. Is he, I was going to say, is there any argument to be made that you know he, he suffered as a result of injuries or was it just he was on a downward spiral? I remember being point? absolutely furious when he went away with England and his knee exploded. And mm. I thought this 2006 is 2006 World yeah. Cup, that, wasn't it? Just, it? just he'd come back for us as well. Um, the thing is, though, he never got injured playing for his actual club. You know what I mean? No, no. Like, he only yeah, ever yeah. got... I mean, he picked up... A, it was a bad one against Tottenham, I think it was. But the whole point was Michael Owen was an England player who was just, like, training with Newcastle and occasionally playing Premier League games for them. It was just... While something better came along. Yeah, waiting for, waiting for a, you know, the move that he was determined he was going to get as a result of being in Newcastle, which has transpired, was one year at Man United sitting on their bench. And, and then, then Stoke. Stoke. As somebody, I think it was Christian Hennage, cleverly pointed out, you know that really funny video of him, like bullying a 13-year-old. Like, <laughs> Neville Southall. Southall. I do remember that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting Game more disgusted. Uh, that's at the Britannia Stadium. He scores more goals for Stoke in that video than he did in his entire <laughs> year he was there. Um, so he has got to be one of the biggest ever transfers. Stop saying players. one of. He's the worst. He is, he is the worst. In, in terms of expectation versus reality, by a country mile. In terms mile. of financial outlay versus what they got back. Yeah. 30 goals for... If you think about what they paid in the transfer fee plus the wages, it'll have been... How much 50, have you paid him a week? 125. 
Someone can do the maths for this for me, but it'll end up being... I think it's 25 million. Over the course of his contract. I'm almost certain that's turned up. Over the course of his contract. And if you think about it, him and that whole transfer policy is part of the reason why we've got Mike Ashley. Yeah. The way Mike Ashley is, yeah. because he came in and didn't know about any of these finances and then found out subsequently after he'd already bought the club and he was like, well, I'm not going to do that. Look at the mess they've left. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thing and is, Mike. It was just, he was literally the crowning jewel in this like folly shepherd era, which would undoubtedly had it gone on longer than it did, left us in a, probably a worse position. Our leads would have been leads, yeah, absolutely. Um, they were spending money hand, hand over fist. You've got other players there that are part of this and it's just... Owen was just the one that sums it all up. But the problem with Michael Owen compared to like every other player who was bought at that time, every other failed player, was that when they left, they sort of like had a bit of humor. You know, I made a lot of money there. I didn't do too well. I should probably just, even no matter what I might think about it, maybe speak fondly of my time. And you know, the fans, they put up with a lot, et cetera. Or just don't. Or just speak don't any, mention don't it at any, all. Yeah. Whereas Michael Owen has always been like, oh, you know, if, if the Georgies understood the truth, you know, they'd probably think I was amazing and they'd probably hate their own club instead of hating me, a man from Cheshire who never really liked them. It's like, the man is genuinely the most, the dullest, most tedious, like, fantasist about his own career. Like, he, d- he must come to Newcastle and see the Shira statue and think, well, where's mine? Where's mine? What? What's where's going on here? Yeah. Where's mine? Um, that, yeah. that video where he does the helicopter tour is just, that sums up exactly how he sees himself in his head because somebody's gone, do you want to do this? And he's gone, I could be a helicopter <laughs> pilot. <laughs> the brochure he released after his contract. He put oh, out yeah, a brochure. So oh, yes, yeah. I did see that. Pathetic gizzard job brochure. Oh, Michael Owen, the personal brand. It was just like... He's genuinely one of the most odious little toads I think I've ever seen in football. Are we going to read his book? That's what we have to no? ask. Because that's what he's I'm trying to do. I was going to say, did I see somewhere like there's a there's a bookstore in, in Newcastle City Centre that has stocked every... You used to work. I, yeah, I, I to in work. fact, used to work there. Yeah. So is it stocked every football book ever? Yeah, yeah the back page. It's amazing. The thing is... Mike, it's not going to be stocked. I never refused to, to stock it, yeah. Right. Michael they, Owen's they big point books, is that, you know, I'm Michael Owen. I played for Liverpool. I played for Real Madrid. I played for Manchester United. I was always way bigger than Newcastle. Newcastle is... They've got these ideas above their station, you know. They hate me when they should hate the owners, etc., etc., etc. Like, they're, they're, they're beneath me, all this, that, and the other. And yet, the man is quite happy for the national marketing campaign for his book to be to release <laughs> yeah. excerpts about his time at Newcastle. On Newcastle's like, shoulders, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if that was just... If that was the region press if we were the only ones getting that like if the chronicle because the chronicle are getting excerpts of it if yeah. it was just them then fair enough that's smart how would you how else do you make people in newcastle buy your book fine but that is the national marketing strategy the global marketing strategy for his book is to talk about newcastle united while simultaneously saying they're not important and that, yeah. he's the kind of person that won't even see the irony in that because it's just yeah, it, it's Let's the, move on. I, I, I've hit yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, one name that immediately leapt into my head, as even as a casual fan, is Jean-Alain Boomsong. Can I tell you a funny story about Jean-Alain Please Boomsong? Please do. Two things. My friend Nick, hello Nick if you're watching, uh, he used to be the kind of person who would diligently write letters to like celebrities and stuff, but not like not like in a weird way, like stuff he thought genuinely could be helpful. He'd write a few to Bobby Robson every now and then. Oh. And one summer, he wrote a letter saying, hello Bobby. Uh, I know the club's got scouts all over the world, etc., etc. But I see where this is. But there's a player in France who is available on free this summer, and I've I've watched. I don't know how we'd watched him, but he's watched. I think he might be a really good pickup to play alongside Woodgate. He's called Jean Allen Boomsong. I think he's available. He's available on a free. He's playing for Marseille, I think. Um, he's playing alongside Philippe Mexes. Um, I think he would be a great fit at Newcastle. And he got a letter back saying, thank you very much for your answer, unfortunately Bobby Robson cannot answer every letter the club gets sent by Adidas. And he ended up going to Rangers. 
Smash cut, literally, literally six months later, Robson's gone, Sooness has been installed, and Newcastle shall now 8 million, which at the time was a lot of money. For a centre half, especially. Shall now 8 million to bring him in, and he was absolutely dreadful. I'll tell I can add to that story. I should point out Woodgate had gone as well by that. Yes, yeah, to add context. Rambling Boomsong, wasn't it? Yes. Boomsong started his first game. Sorry, he came on the pitch against Yedding, Yedding in the FA Cup. Didn't look. And the ball hit him in the middle of the back as he thought it was dropping over his shoulders. And it was like, oh, no, that's not a good sign, <laughs> is it, for a centre-half? Against Yedding as well. Yeah, not that's Like not a him. team that people don't believe exists. That's not him Are mispronouncing Redding. Redding. I know. I was gonna... Yedding, non-league <laughs> Yedding in the FA Cup. There was, his first couple of months, he actually looked really tidy, looked had really it good on the ball. It was thanks to Titus Bramble. Yeah, he formed a fairly good partnership wow. at the back. We, yeah, looked, we yeah. looked more stable and steady, but there was literally a game, I think it was Man United, where he dropped an absolute bollock. He gave, I think it was nil-nil, it was a really tight game. We looked like we actually might go on and win it. And with about an hour or 20 minutes to go, he just chucked an absolute no-brainer. I can't remember what, exactly what he did, but it was completely his fault. I think he missed just the bounce of a ball or something. Man United got in score and he ended up winning 2-0. That and I was like, oh, familiar, yeah. that's, a dis- that's disappointing. But to be fair, being stolid the first couple of months, you, can, man, you, you can forgive him this one mistake. We weren't really expecting too much out of the game anyway. And he just never, ever recovered. Ever recovered. And we went down, he ended up going to Juventus. What? I know. Juventus yeah. were in, It was just after Juventus had got a uh, demoted oh, for match fixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. But it wasn't the Juventus. real Juventus. It wasn't the real Juventus. It was the, just oh. the Nedved Buffon banter. Yeah, Juventus. <laughs> yeah, Jean-Alain Buffon. Not a good, not a good player. But I will say, uh, I went to the Camp Nou a few years ago to watch Barcelona in the Champions League. They played Olympiacos. Gibril Cisse was up front, and at the back was Jean-Alain Boomsong. Still going. Yep, marshalling Lionel Messi and doing a good yes, job, I might add. Not for Barcelona. Just no, no, to for Olympiacos, marshalling Lionel Messi and David Villa and I think Bojan and Pedro. And I, I, honestly, I, the 6-1 scoreline... <laughs> 10 or 11. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, So they're the two blindingly obvious ones. For devoted Newcastle fans, what other names really leap out at you when I say transfer fans? We've already mentioned one of them. And he sort of gets away with it slightly because he scored a very famous goal against Sunderland. Yes, Albert and is Luque. part of a very famous song. Yes, even Albert Luque scored, which gives you an indication no, 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 of what we thought. Four-one, even Chopra scored. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, Club insider Michael Chopra. <laughs> yes. Think about Steve, Luke, Steve Wraith, Michael Chopra. You know? Luque, Luque was another one who was. Uh, I think he was rather unfortunate because they said the muscle he pulled a muscle in like second or third game at the club. And I remember reading at the time, the reports were that the muscle tear was so bad, it was it was similar to a leg break Jeez. in terms of like pain, rehabilitation time, damage to the overall like cartilage and everything. 
And it was, he never quite came back the same player. He did look really, he scored a goal against Man United on his debut, which was chalked offside. Wrongly, I think. Yeah. And then he went off, stretched it off with an absolutely dreadful injury. And he just never quite looked the same player. And every pre-season, having been out the side for the whole year, he would come back in in pre-season, look to be one of our best players in pre-season, in pre-season yeah. but then end up going out on loan. Like He single-handedly dragged us through the Intertoto Cup one year, and I think one year he got us through the Europa League qualifiers and stuff, and he did occasionally look like a very dangerous player. Remember those famous videos from the reserve game where he leathered in two 40-yarders against Liverpool reserves? Everyone was like, wow, look at him, mint. Like, he had a lot of confidence issues, I think. The same mm. thing happened with another signing that we shouldn't have made was Christian Basadas, where his career stopped when he mm. went on the pitch for Newcastle out of his own choice because he just somebody kicked him and he was like oh the, I'll be honest the Premier League's not for me mm. and it was like <laughs> midway through his first game he's he's now the Argentinian Gary Lineker does their match the Is same he? thing yeah <laughs> which I found out quite recently but um yeah, I think it was a bit of a, a culture shock and the fact that I remember that injury being really bad and it, it's it was the thigh muscle which mm. is a hard one to uh heal um physiotherapist now you see um which is the same one that Jermaine Jenis was out for a while with, and it was nowhere near as bad. Mm. But it was Adam Cleary, who, who are some other names that jump out? One you've not got on there, which I'm surprised at, is Stefan Givarch, because he normally yes. makes the top. He normally makes the top couple of entries in like big Times or Telegraph sport lists for worst ever Premier League signings. Like 98 World Cup finished, Newcastle United go and buy one of the French World Cup winners, a centre forward, lively, erratic player, and like, oh, he could be, you know, could really uh, change the dynamic of the attack. Would be great with Shearer up front, etc., etc., and. Nobody really looked at the fact that he, I don't think he got on the pitch for France during the entire <laughs> World Cup. And he just. We sound the only Duff player on that yeah, entire squad. Yeah, that French side in 98, arguably one of the finest squads ever assembled at a World Cup. Newcastle went and bought one of them, and they got Stefan Givard. Yeah. He was. Oh. I see, His goal record was, was pretty good. That's how we sneaked into that French mm. team, but I don't know how. I just don't. He never he Nobody knows. did nothing, like yeah. less than nothing for Newcastle. Nobody can say he was a bad player, particularly, because we didn't see him. He never got p- out of thing. training. A lot the of the pitch. players on this list that we'll talk about as worst Newcastle signings, you can make a very big case for, for weren't bad players. If they were unlucky with injuries, yeah. they just ended up, some of them I'm going to really get into, ended up with absolutely wank managers. <laughs> yes, the bottom of this list. The bottom list of this list is quite shocking, yeah. but uh, it's kind of... Givage was was he five million or something? He was it wasn't it was an, it, it wasn't, wasn't, an inconse- <laughs> wasn't an inconsequential amount of money for the yeah. for the nineties for the time mm, yeah. for the time and he just couldn't get anything right. Alex Anderson was another one. I think they had to give him a goal that deflected off his arse purely to try and like boost his confidence a bit. That's that sort of period we had strike forces involving Yondal Thomason, who and was amazing. Yondal Thomason went on went work. on to became went on to become one of Europe's leading ever yeah. dangerous centre forwards. Couldn't. Couldn't get a kick at Newcastle. And then Alex Anderson and... Louis Sahar? Yeah, like... Anderson. I mean, it was good, but we, we couldn't we couldn't muster up, like, 2.5 million to make his loan. For Louis Sahar, He scored yeah. an amazing goal in the FA Cup. He did. Uh, but then we're like, now nah, we'll pass. Can we get in on some <laughs> of the big bands? We're quite happy here. with Kivas. Yeah, feel free, jump in. Uh, I see you got Alan Smith there. Well, there was... A, there was a I few, agree that he's bad. A few players that I wanted to mention who were, you know, very good for other so clubs. captain in the championship under Hughes. But he didn't play very much. You kidding? He was... I've just had in this discussion with, against... some, with somebody else. I don't think he played every single game. Well, nobody played every single no, that's game. that's true. Alan Smith was fantastic just, in the championship. I just think the, the, the part of that question, the part of that sentence that matters the most is, in the championship, where we were, because we had players like Alan oh, look, Smith the season wrong. before that. Don't get me wrong, that, that Sam Allardyce signing spree uh, invariably ended up relegating the club, the Cassapas, the... 
Oh, like the, Jeremy? The, da- the Jeremys, the David yeah. Rosenals, the... Oh, oh, God, I don't even want to talk about that. It's a horrible team. Awful Let's talk team. about Damien Duff. Because he was... He's he, another one. Damien Duff, to be fair, it's hard to make this argument for because he looked like being such a bargain at the time. I think it was only five million they paid yeah. for him from Chelsea while he was still getting in Chelsea starting 11. Thought Premier League winner, yeah. Thought we'd pick him an absolute worldie there, but he just... He was in and out. He never looked fully confident. He, he regressed massively in terms of form. When he was at Blackburn, he looked like one of the best players in the Premier League. He when murdered he, us. Absolutely oh, murdered on us. On the routine, he would. And then when he went to Chelsea, like one of the most dangerous wingers in Europe. And then we got him for next to now. He was like, can't believe Chelsea had given him away for like that much. And he's like, oh, oh he's, oh, he's regressing massively. I think in the end... He regressed to the point where we played him left-back. Well, exactly, that was it. Yeah. They, they couldn't justify keeping in Zogbia. He was, I think, about 10 years old at the time, out the side. So they put Duff in at left back and Zogby in at left wing. It was, he was another one whose attitude was always a bit suspect. And he's, he's linked so tightly to that relegation mm. because the image of that relegation is him lazily sticking a leg out and back heeling it into his own net from yeah, quite a distance out a, as well. A goal against Aston Villa that ultimately relegated Newcastle and it was a really half arse like leg out block from Damien Duff that deflected it in. I just, I was saying before we came in here, I distinctly remember that that game and that season because I was. And I'll, I'll continue to do it because I'm an idiot when it comes to sort of stuff like this. That Newcastle were the side that I looked at and went, they're too good to go down. Even when they're, you know, on the final day when they are looking like if it's things stay as they are, they're getting relegated. Yeah. I was like, they'll sort it out, don't worry. Yeah, well, I tell what I remember specifically about that game and not to bring it up more than it needs to. They brought Mike Lowen on with about 30 minutes to go. And then they brought Shola on yeah. with about 10 minutes to go. And within about 30 seconds of being on, Shola won the ball off somebody, fashioned half a chance. And someone in the pub was like, God, it's bloody hopeless, that Amiobi. And I went, what's, he, what's Michael Owen done in the last half hour? Like, he's literally done more there than Owen did. Yeah. Um, one name I didn't realise even played for Newcastle is Sol Campbell. Yeah. Again, hard to argue he's one of the most disastrous transfers ever because I think he was only here because... It was pointless. It was pointless. I think the problem was they'd wanted to sign him in the championship because he would have been quite a good ac- acquisition for the, the lower leagues. Uh, I think his wife had moved to like Berwick or something and he wanted yes. to be in the region. I think he's, he knew Chris Hewton from his time at Spurs, so there was a good relationship there. He's going to come in the championship, didn't. Because uh, was that the year we did not count? Not count. Yes, yeah. so this is why I'm. So when you got when you got released from that, County were like the Galactico signers. It was yeah. so weird. So they told me they were going to sign Roberto Carlos and Luis Figo and stuff. And turns out they've got no money whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he came and he played a handful of games in the Premier League for us. He was, to be fair, he played centre back that game would be absolutely banned at Liverpool off the planet. But other than that, he was like, dreadful. Absolutely he did dreadful. one sliding tackle that lasted 40 Oh, yeah. He's still going now, yeah. isn't he? He's that was one against, I remember one against Croatia for England that he did that, and it was similar yeah, to that. It was a similar uh, let's talk about CM de Jong. Yes. Uh, CM de Jong was a fantastic footballer. He was, but as I said before, he had no working limbs or organs. No. But he did when we signed him. Uh, he, I think he was on a sort of Final Destination cursed flight that was supposed to crash. Interesting. And then it didn't, and death came after him, and just... He's trained at Newcastle in the first week or something, and mm. they just popped his lung yeah. out of nowhere. His, lo- his, his lung, lung collapsed. His lung collapsed, and then his eye almost fell, fell out. out. Yeah, in a tra- free training accident. I watched him in pre-season. In training? <laughs> not at, not training? at war. They gave, uh, they gave Pardew, oh, I don't think they gave Pardew money, but Pardew had a bit of a signing spree one year uh, when he was at the club, and they brought forward loads of transfers, and they went, they went out and got these players they really wanted. And I remember at the time, all the press were like, looking at the names they're getting for the fees they're paying, this is a fantastic transfer window for any club in my Newcastle. And I watched De Jong in pre-season, and genuinely, like, I know it's pre-season, a lot of players aren't quite match fit, or like things aren't sticking. He was playing every single position 
in the opposition's half. He was playing left, right, centre, like edge of the box, deep and stuff. He was picking the ball up. He was moving it around. And I was genuinely sitting there going, we've got one here. Like, bloody hell. I thought hell. the same thing. He's a fantastic player. It's one of those ones where the conversation's already happening about how long can we keep a hold of him? Like, because if he plays like this in the Premier League, we'd lose him in 12 months. He was sensational. Absolutely brilliant. And then, yeah, he just felt the bits. Literally felt the bits. Literally fell to pieces. Uh, any other names you want to mention here? Uh, the Steve McLaren signings. Cabela, Tovan. Well, Cabela, Cabela was another one that came through with that. Yamak, it was Yamak, Cabela, De Jong, uh, Jose Perez, and there was one more. There was five that got in. I can't remember the last one. Um, it'll come to me. Was it not Morgan Amalfitano? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, that was the year before. No, Remain Amalfitano. Yeah, not Morgan the was, good one. Morgan was the good yeah. one. The um, when they f- hadn't having not spent any money for about ten years. Uh, Mike Ashley decided in his infinite wisdom to give Steve McLaren about £100 million. I remember this. And we got relegated the exact same season. Um, was it the next season? No, it was the exact same season, yeah. Season. Uh, Chancellor and Bemba came in, highly rated young central defender from Anderlecht. Alexander Mitrovic, one of the most highly rated young central forwards in Europe. Florian Tovan, like one of these highly rated young French players. And they all came in, and the consensus was after about six months, they were all absolutely hopeless. And I will point out, uh, Cabela... I thought it was a fantastic player, but that's, that's another side. I wrote a great article, 442, if you want to read it, but oh, he's actually quite good. Florian Tovan got labelled the most lightweight, pointless player we've ever bought. Went immediately back to France. and Proved that he wasn't. And has won no short... I know people say, oh, it's only France, but like he's won no shortage of awards over there. He looks an absolute world beater. They're talking about league. 60 million. They're talking about 60, 70 million if he wants to go wow. anywhere else. He's fantastic. And Bemba, I thought, struggled a bit because he was very young. They, they threw him in at the back with an ageing Colaccini. The guy, his English wasn't very good. He, he was, refused to speak English as one of, uh, to learn English was one of the issues that saw him out of the club, apparently. Look, the man lived in my building and helped me with my bins one afternoon. So right? that, so he's got a pass to do anything, whatever yeah. he wants. And he wore tuxedos to training, which yeah. Adam I'd, absolutely loved as I well. He was, a, he was a bit of a hero, and he I thought class, he was a good player. But was, I was going to the match one afternoon. It was when we were in the championship, right? Funny story, this. Going to the match, and I got is, in the lift. Is this the water story? No, no, oh, that's, right. that's, that's about Henri Saive. That's oh, yes, for another of course, podcast. Of course. Got in the lift, and in the lift was this about seven-foot-tall woman wearing nothing but a bedsheet. She was literally wrapped in a bedsheet in the lift, and I was like, normal, all right, I'm just not going to look or okay so I got in the lift the lift was already going down to the ground floor at the reception I was like okay this is incredibly awkward why is she like no shoes mm-hmm. nothing just literally wrapped in a bed sheet I was like this is a bit weird it's about half one so about the time to go to the pub time for the match right and I get downstairs and the lift doors open and there is with a face like thunder Chancellor and Bemba holding it in his club tracksuit holding a Gucci, Gucci wash bag right and she I like go to because I'm a gent I go to like you know like let her out of the lift first she doesn't. She's not getting out of the lift. And Bemba just walks in. I'm like, oh, she's come. Okay, I understand. So I get out of the lift. And I'm like, that was quite weird. I wonder where he's. Oh right, he's been told he's not in the squad, so he's just gone home, hasn't he? Because, he, <laughs> because there's literally a woman in his bed, and he's got better things to do this afternoon. I was like, legend. What a legend. We stand. We stand. Any other quick names to mention, Simon Gallagher? Um, I'm talking about Jeremy yet. He, well, we sort of mentioned him. He was, I think, 85 when we signed him. Yep. And yep. He looked w- it. Yes, played. Like that, Kachaba we've already mentioned was another Kachaba one. Kachaba was just dreadful. David Rosen, idiotic decisions. So many things. We're so not used to spending money at this club. No, that like whenever anything's spent, there's an expectation level on anybody coming in that they've got to be good. Yes, where it's like, I mean, look, Brighton chucked twenty odd million away on a centre forward last summer, and he's been hopeless. So he's back on the bench now. No, doesn't really. Nobody seems to be making a stink about that. Whereas we spend anything remotely approaching the market value, we're like, well. 
best be good then. Because mm. we're so not used to I know, spending and money. And then we'll buy like Fabian Schaefer for nothing. Million. And yeah. everyone's like, well, he must be rubbish. He must be rubbish. <laughs> Look how much he's cost. Fernandez, he's just amazing. Fernandez next to nothing. Share absolutely yeah. nothing. Dumb it. Academy product. Like That's the, the key. Dubravka. Stop spending money mm. and just buy... Oh, no. Hosselu. Hoss, Hoss, oh, oh, I'm not having that. I'm glad Hosselu's not on this list, by the way. I still uh, remember that goal against Liverpool we were watching in the pub. That was great. He I was think. absolutely terrible. Hosselu? He was not up to a standard to play for Newcastle United. It wasn't his fault. Neither was Daryl Murphy. And our fans absolutely love these two as, like, legends. Yeah. Because I, I fully Let admit they played their hearts out. Let joy in. But. Let joy in. Just, let us know your just th- good let you know your thoughts on on Newcastle's biggest transfer fails and Michael Owen in the comments section below. And you can tweet <laughs> them to us at What Culture FC. Watch there. Follow all three of us. You can follow Adam Cleary at Adam Cleary C L E R Y. Follow Simon Gallagher at Cy Gallagher C L E R Y. You can follow me at Adam Wilburn. You can follow us all at What Culture FC. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football for more daily football podcasts. F C L E R Y. What Culture. This has been It's All <laughs> Kicking Off. My thanks to Adam Antasai. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.